Hey everybody, Happy New Year and welcome back to Small Talk Japan. My name is Mitch and I'm back with my friend that just got back from Hawaii from his wedding and got a really nice suntan, Josh. Hi Josh. What? My name's not Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell are you? I'm, I'm Ricky, remember? <laughs> I'm back from the dead. You guys killed me off last year. <laughs> hey everybody, Ricky's with us today. Roll that intro. So, um, so I was like, how do we, how do we explain Ricky's presence? Like, what do we do? I was just like, well, it's kind of tan. That's a lot of melanin. Josh just went to Hawaii to get married a second time. You know, he got married twice. The, the, the stress of weddings. One, once at Shiakcho, uh, what is that in English? Yeah, City Hall. Second time <laughs> in Hawaii. Came back, he's still as white as he was when he went. Don't know how he did that. Don't know how he did that. <laughs> He was there for like 10 days. He comes back. I was like, I was expecting one. I was expecting him to like, you know, say brah a lot. Brah. But he's not doing that. So that's kind of disappointing. And then two, I was expecting him to have a suntan. He doesn't have that. Mahalo. Mahalo. Is that... He's back there. there. You you, get hello. I I know. I'm seeing him. Aloha, bro, huh? No, I was just supposed to say in Hawaii. (laughs) I'm a little bit more tan than I was before. I was pretty white. Okay, so the starting base was really yeah slid over to one side. I was in the negatives before. So. <laughs> oh gosh, Ricky, tell us who the hell are you? Who are you? Uh, well, um, my name is Ricky. Hello, Ricky Hello. or Ricardo. Okay, what's your full name? It's like seventeen names, right? Yeah, it's, I don't want to dox myself. Okay, don't dox yourself. But Ricardo Zanteno. Okay, check me out on LinkedIn. Um, but don't hire him. I just hired him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just hired him. Don't hit on him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I used to live in Kagoshima from 2014 to 2018 as an ALT. Yeah. And uh, at that time, that's when I met you. Yeah. And we were hung out and then we became like Nomitomo. Yeah. We became drinking, drinking buddies. And then I went back. I did fun all of last year. I was in Mexico. Yeah, like, okay, so Ricky, like, he went back, had no plan, pandemic hit, just kind of screwed around, worked for us for online for a year. True that. And yeah, that was uh, fun. that was clutch because we were short, short uh, handed as we still are now. Uh, you can apply at stapleton.me uh, if you guys want to, you know, teach in Japan. Oh, I got to talk about an application I got from a very interesting fan of the show. Anyway, so then, so you were working for us for a year online and then you were supposed to come to Japan. And then uh, Kishida, in all of his wisdom, was like, Omicron, be scary. And then shut the fucking country down like a day before you're supposed to come here. Yeah, that was really unfortunate and defeating. But, you know, I. You use words that I wouldn't use. I'd say that's fucking fucked. <laughs> and you were like at the time i was like all right ricky what are you gonna do and you're like well mitch i can't wait in forever in canada to come to japan so i gotta figure something else and so you went to i went to mexico mexico yeah i spent nine months in santiago de querétaro yeah you keep, you keep saying this but i can't spell it so i don't it's not a real place ah uh, but it's it was very fun i am now in higher spirits and ready to work how much tequila did you drink while you were in mexico I don't know. A lot. <laughs> who, who keeps counts? What, what's that song? 99 bottles of <laughs> the, the, the most random fucking thing that happened was I'm looking at your Instagram and all of a sudden I see one of the Kagoshima dudes who was like, used to be like one of the bros, yeah. like in your Instagram in Mexico. And I was like, what? How did this happen? How do we go from Kagoshima to Mexico? So in uh, now's case, hi now. Um, he, uh, he decided funnily enough, He's oh, he's always been a businessman. He's had businesses here in Kagoshima, bars and stuff. I don't know if we can talk about specifically what he's doing. Oh, but but a certain herb <laughs> <laughs> that is allowed in Mexico. He's doing his business of that over there. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, so I, I was looking at his Instagram stories. And you're like, dude, you're in Mexico. It was like, are you, actually, I wasn't sure. I was like, are you in Mexico? And he's like, yeah. Was everything sepia-toned? Everything sepia-toned? Of course, yes. Of course. Yes. Is, that, it, that's is that true? It's it. like when you get off the plane, everything, it's just like, it just turns on the sepia tone. <laughs> why, does, why do American <laughs> movies and television shows do that? It's like, we're in Mexico because it's California with sepia. Because I think people wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> 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 is that Arizona? You're probably not wrong. <laughs> okay, so then he saw him on Instagram. And yeah, I reached out to him and he was in Mexico City, which was just a few, like three hours away. So I hit him up and we hung out. That's so cool, man. Yeah, That's Kagoshima so cool. is never far. From you, if you find people on Instagram and drive three hours. Yeah, dude, I, I found pe- people from Kagoshima in Vietnam. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like friends randomly traveling. I think I think this is a you thing, not a Kagoshima thing. I mean, Ricky and I, we went to Vegas like several years ago just to like party Vegas and do like the countdown and everything, which was fun. I don't remember most of it, but it was fun. Um, one of the things that we did is Ricky has a uh, fear of heights. So we went to um, the uh, Stratosphere Tower and then we went, went on the ride on the top of the Big Shot. And randomly, the fucking people who are sitting next to us, this, this is, we're on the other side of the world. The people that are sitting next to us are from Japan, and they're like, like they're like on their honeymoon, and the girl's like going, yeah, the yeah, the yeah, the kawaii, kawaii demo. And you're like, it's okay. Chill the fuck out. I'm also scared. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty palms. I think this is a random you thing. I don't really, I don't know, whenever I like travel abroad, I don't meet anybody from Japan. Dude, before coming to Kagoshima, the one of the guys at the Izakaya I worked at was from Kagoshima as well. Really? Yeah. Man, I think it's just a you thing. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. Welcome to the new year, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed the super cut of Natsuki saying all the smart things that we, we produced over the, uh, the the break. We were gone for a couple of weeks there, um, but now we're back and we are going to talk about the news. So as a new year story every year, we got tuna. Not that kind of tuna. Get your, your mind out of the gutter. Tuna. What? Tuna. I was Actual tuna. Otoro. Blue, blue fin tuna. Red tuna. So... <laughs> So every year, uh, the first uh, prime catch of tuna goes on auction, and it usually sells for a lot of money, a ridiculous amount of money. And it's usually like some sushi chain that sushi chain that buys it. This year, a blue tuna, a bluefin tuna fetched uh, 36.04 million. That's so specific. Yeah, wow. or t- uh, 273 thousand dollars on Thursday at the New Year's auction. Uh, at to- this is about a week ago, a, w- a little bit more than a week ago at Tokyo's uh, Toyusu Fish Market, more than double the top price of last year. Uh, the buy went to wholesaler Yamayuki uh, and the company operating the restaurant Sushi Ginza Ono Dora Ono Dera. I cannot read Japanese words when they're written in English. Right. Yep. It's so hard for me. Yep. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I feel stupid when I do it. Like, I just, I can't do it. Anyway. Enunciate. That's it. Yep. So there we go. So $273,000 out of tuna. Incredible. Good job, guys. That's a lot of money. Speaking of New Year's, whenever we get to the New Year's, the second week after New Year's is always coming of age day. Oh, that's right. That was this week. Yeah, there was a bunch of people celebrating that. Now, usually what happens is, especially where we are here in Temokan, is it's like coming of age day is like the first real day where all the kitties go out and drink with their kitty friends in kimono and suits. I mean, after they have like the little ceremony at the wherever, whatever community center, they have their ceremony. Then they go out and then they get drunk with their friends. And since they're not used to drinking, they tend to um, throw up all over the fucking place. 
So have you ever played like Roller Coaster Tycoon where you like make really massive, awesome rides and all of your little <laughs> stupid NPCs ride yeah. them and they throw up outside of the roller coaster? That's what Temmon Khan looks like. That's what it does become. I might have dodged a puddle or two <laughs> later that day. But this year is especially strange because uh, this year the uh, adulthood age changed from nineteen uh, from 20 to 18. Right, but they can't drink yet. Right. It's kind of like America where they have like the dual system where it's like, well, you can you can go to fight in a war. You can vote. You can buy. Gu- I don't even I think in America, I think you're born. They give you a gun. I think that's how it works. Yep. Yeah. There's like that's what America. I here's your AR. <laughs> here's your freedom. Your freedom stick. Um, but, you know, but the drinking age is 21. Um, and actually, most of the states in the United States, the drinking age, the legal drinking age is uh, actually 18. But because of the, in order to um, be a part of the Federal Highway Act, they had to agree to to change their drinking age to 21. Oh, To get money. It's all about money. Always. Yeah. But this year in Japan, uh, they have, the, so there's this weird situation. So you have, you're like, okay, so 20 year olds, you're adults. Also 18 and 19 year olds, you're adults. So then the, you know, in Japan, there's like ageism. They're like very sensitive about their position when it comes to ranking and age. Right. So like all the 20 year olds are like, oh, I don't want to have a Seijin Shiki, the coming of age ceremony with 18 year olds. So the way that they got around this is some municipalities had made attempts to adapt to the changes. However, with the municipal government of Iga, Mie Prefecture, deciding to hold a ceremony for 20 year olds on Sunday. So this last Sunday uh, with further events for 19 and 18 year olds coming in March and May, respectively. From 2024, the city plans to hold only the May event for 18 year olds. Interesting. That's cool. Cool. So that's how they're doing it. And congratulations to all, all of, of them. Yeah. Legal people. Good job of becoming adults. Yeah. That's kind of interesting then because that means they're changing it from January to May starting from next year. Cause that, you said that, from that, that, that prefecture is. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. it'd be kind of weird if only one prefecture is the, the, the coming of age day is still officially in January. Huh. So, and huh. and also since the uh, since the kimono that they wear is a special, uh, very warm uh, kimono that has very large sleeves, the girls, uh, the furisode, furisode, good job. Uh, and so those are not summer kimonos. So you can't. I mean, you can maybe get away with uh, having it in May, maybe, but it's still going to be kind of warm. Anyway, the reason why that they're different kimonos is because once the girls get married. The, the ridiculousness of their wizard sleeve, the, I don't mean it in the, <laughs> in the way that I think a lot of people just took it, but the actual wizard sleeve of their kimono gets in the way. They can't like make food or something because it gets in the way. It's, on per- it's by design. Uh, it's, it's like, think of it as like almost like a chastity or like some sort of like marking that explains that this woman is not preparing food for anybody. Do you right, understand so what I'm saying? She's not taken. She's not taken. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's what I meant by wizard sleeve, everybody. Just, <laughs> just Japan to cooperate over next generation nuclear reactors. Uh, this is actually this is actually a very smart uh, story uh, that I'm going to make stupid. Basically, the world needs new, new, new more nuclear power, and it needed it like 25 years ago. And since there was a couple uh, accidents, let's call it Three Mile Island, Chernobyl, and then recently with uh, with uh, Tepco in uh, uh, Fukushima. People are like, nuclear power be scary, but here's the thing. Climate change also be scary. So if we don't do something about having green energy going forward, well, then we either go back to the Stone Age or we heat up the world and, you know, die from climate change. Cool. Bye-bye, humans. Have you seen Don't Look Up? 
Yeah, yeah. Such a great movie. It's very funny. It's so dumb. And so the, real. The thing is, if that happened, if we had gotten that movie a year before the pandemic, everybody would be like, this movie is just too farcical. Like, no way would this ever happen. After the pandemic, you watch it, like, you didn't go far enough. But, and, like, remember with the uh, YouTube on, with Julie Nolk, Nolk, Noik? The comedian that was, like, visiting herself during oh, the pandemic yeah. from the future. Oh, God. The and, Canadian woman. Yeah, whatever yeah. her name is. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, so every time she would come back and have, like, even more ridiculous headlines for her past self. And she got, like, battle-hardened as she went through the <laughs> yeah. series. Like, she started turning into, like, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh Sarah Connor. Uh, Sarah Connor. Why did you know what I was talking about, man? <laughs> Sarah Connor. She was like, she started getting like, like you know, abs and like working out. And she's like, no, we got to kill all the Terminators. Like, so that's how her, like, that's how she became. Yeah. It was like crazy. <laughs> that was a really, really smart series. That girl's very clever. Yeah, you can't make like shit like that up, man. Nope. Some of those uh, headlines. Oof. Getting back to nuclear generation power. Uh, so basically, if you want, if you need a nuclear power plant, uh, it's kind of like the Chinese pr- proverb, the best time to plant a tree. 20 years ago but the second best time is today if to bring a nuclear power on uh, a power plant online it takes a couple billion dollars and it takes about 25 years so if you want to make new nuclear power plants you got to do it now anyway so the japan and the united states are going to cooperate to try to make next generation nuclear reactors hopefully ones that don't blow up because that's they're safe Mostly. I mean, if you, as long as you don't put the bat, the batteries, the backup batteries for your nuclear power plant below the tsunami line, and you're probably okay. I don't know what they did in Chernobyl. I, I've watched so many documentaries about that. It just seems like they did stupid things. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the takeaway from that. Humans be damned. Anyway, speaking of not working together. Well, boy. So in very recent news, uh, China suspends issuing visas in Japan and South Korea. So, so uh China suspended issuing short-term visas in South Korea and Japan on Tuesday after announcing it would retaliate against countries that required negative COVID-19 tests from Chinese travelers. So that has been going on. Um, so I was I was watching an interview with Peter Zayon, and I'm going to try to get him to come on the show. He's n- there's no way he's going to come on the show, but I'm going to try to get him to come on the show. Um, <clears throat> and he was talking about how since uh, China had no zero policy for so long, uh, and their vaccines are shit, they don't do anything. Um, that there's no natural immunity in China whatsoever. And on top of that, there is, there's no vaccine. People don't have vaccines. So there's no, so, and then the people got uh, pissed off at, at Xi Jinping, like lockdown. Cause like, supposedly he's not getting any information anymore. He's like a walled garden where, cause he keeps quote unquote shooting the messenger. So he doesn't know what's happening anymore. So like there's a lack of vacuum of, of leadership in China. And then so suddenly they had all these protests and everything over the, the zero COVID policy. And they're just like, okay, let's fuck it. Open the country. But they don't have natural immunity because they actually did do a pretty good job of, of stopping the spread originally. And they also don't have any vaccines that work. And so it's like, I, I forgot the estimates, but they're thinking like over 10 million dead in the next, in the next six months. Well, what they're talking about is, you know, the lack of data transparency. Oh, yeah. With the government and well, that, how do you know how many COVID cases if you have if you don't test for it, right? That's how it works, right? It doesn't exist. Wasn't that the approach some places took? And some people are saying, yeah, there's most of the second, uh, third world. Uh, so the, the the Chinese also probably have two new variants from what I've been hearing. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Well, uh, well, the, the government of China is saying that uh, these measures are discriminatory and they're going to take reciprocal measures against people. Um, but also, you're saying the vaccines, lack of vaccines, they um, 
Yeah, the, the Pfizer one. Have you seen the news on Pfizer or in the other vaccine makers hiking up the prices? Well, whatever. Let them do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, they saved the world, right? I mean, if you're an anti-vaxxer and you don't think the vaccines are real, just stop watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> just stop watching this yes, show. <laughs> but definitely, uh, China's also lacking in vaccines. So hopefully they don't hike up the prices because, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Well, let's, 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 let's be honest about that. I mean, I think the Japanese population, I don't want to say is over-vaccinated because I'm not qualified to make that assessment, but I got four. Okay, and I was choosy on my fourth one. I shopped around for that one. I was like, is that the BA5 flavor? No, I don't want that shit. And I got the BA5 one for my fourth vaccine. There are people that I know that are on that get have gotten their mailer, come get your fourth or fifth or whatever vaccination, but they didn't go get it because they're just like, no, we're good. I, I got two shots and I got COVID, so I'm good. Okay. So I don't think that they're going to have a shortage, especially it's, since I don't think not. the government's going to pay for the vaccines anymore anyway. Oh, right. You had to pay for your own. Yeah, they told us, like when I got the fourth one, they're like, they're like, this is your last one. And I was like, you fucking bet your ass it is. You got your fourth shot. I I, I did. You I, got you got vax 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 COVID vax. Yep. How how that work out for you? Uh, I don't know. I I feel like it's it's hard to know like without having experienced. Like for example, getting Novax or getting an earlier, more potent variant. Yeah. So, but the time I did get it was pretty mild. It was good. I just self-isolated, had a runny nose for a few days, and that's it. Yeah. One of our one of our good friends uh, who runs a restaurant here. I'm not going to name his name. Uh, he got it a couple of days ago, and he we were like sitting right in front of him the entire time he was talking to us. We went to the same karaoke places he did. And like he was hanging out, like he was singing in the same room. And he, the next day he woke up and he had it and none of us had it. Yep. So I don't know. It just seems like it just seems random dice rolling. I mean, like I, I've been no, I've, I've, I have not been, uh, what is the word? Like exactly quiet about my lack of, you know, I've gone out drinking all the time, went to foreign countries, yeah, Tokyo all the time. It's, I think it's cause I'm a germaphobe just by nature. Like so, I just avoid things that would get me sick by nature. Like I don't touch anything. I've seen that. It's kind of it's interesting. I don't touch anything. I really don't. A lot of elbows. Elbows using the corner of my cell phone. I never touch <laughs> yeah. anything. I, I literally you press elevator buttons. I literally never touch anything. But then I don't understand because then you touch your cell phone. No, no, no. I never touch this corner of my phone. Oh, that's. And I also disinfect my phone every single day. I told you I'm a germaphobe. Wow. The pandemic has not made has validated my behavior. That's what it's done. I'm no longer weird. Fun, fun enough. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, more. Well, this is good news about about China. There, um, say we went from bad news about China being slightly racist with their their. But see, here's the thing: they banned import uh, imports uh, migration from immigration from countries that had high levels of COVID in the past. Right. I mean, so, so when Japan does it to them, they're like, "You guys are racist." There's, there's definitely like a political angle to yeah, everything, yeah. right? And yeah, it's all I, part of the article is saying that whatever South Korea would have done. China would not have been happy with. Yeah. So same with Japan. Like Japan could do anything, and, and, and China would just be like, "You fucking guys." You know, it's whatever. But in Japan's uh, Japan in China's capacity, scientists mm. scientists leave Japan for China would buy better teamwork and jobs. So scientists who left Japan for better prospects elsewhere said the nation's decision makers could learn from China's massive push to become a world leader in scientific research. Mm. What do you think about that? Well. 
I think it's true, no? Like, from everything that I've heard of, like, Japan's academia, it seems that they don't really invest in it, or we're talking about being hierarchical with the age, that uh, you could have someone that's been there for longer, not allowing the younger people to uh, push their ideas or develop their their research in a way that they want. So probably that's why it's getting stifled. There's also a lack of, like, I think that they're not as serious about it. Like, if you go to, you know, uh, countries that are, like, bleeding edge on science. So, I mean, not all sectors in Japan suck at science. I mean, robotics, uh, electronics, like, very specific electronics. I've said this so many times. Sony sensors, they are the world's Mm. camera lens. Everything that you see on a screen has probably been shot through a Sony sensor. Um, it's either, you know, it's either Sony red or, you know, a couple other very small, uh, people in, in that, in that space, but it's basically dominated by Sony or red. Um, you know, they, the chip manufacturing on the not exactly in bleeding edge top, but not low end. So it's kind of like mid upper end, uh, semiconductors. They're very good at that. Um, materials research, for example, batteries, top of the line batteries come from Japan. Um, you know, things like that, uh, things that they're not so great at is stuff that takes a lot of collaboration or things that take a lot of software. Well, interestingly enough for, uh, one of the researchers here mentions that his, uh, Japanese coworkers were kind of all prone to fatalism yeah, or just not want to do their work or just complained about not having, you know, the, uh, the funding. Yeah. But like you're saying, Japan does fund things when they. It, it. it just it depends on what it is. If you're Sony, you've got huge pockets, and you're like, here's R and D. But there's how many how many R and D jobs at Sony are there, and how many scientists do we produce every single year? Right. Whereas China is very happy to get somebody who is educated in a different country come into their country and pay them a lot of money to do things for their country because anything that you produce in in China, in China the, the the CCP owns. Like they just they they have their fingers in all the co- the companies. So mm-hmm. anything that you produce is basically the government's. Yeah, and apparently the, the salaries have been going up there. So this guy used to make, uh, in, China, in the Peking University in Beijing in 2010, he would make uh, about 32,500 yen per month or 245. And now he makes about five times that yeah. because China has been growing and pushing all this research. Uh, there's, but there's two things that I would warn about that. One, the yuan is not a currency that you want to get paid in. Um, so if, you, if your contract allows you to get paid in USD... <laughs> Good on you. But if they're paying you a yuan, you don't want that shit. It's like, like they don't even want that shit. <laughs> they're like, there you take it. This is bullshit. Uh, and monopoly then, money. It really is monopoly money. Well, all of money is monopoly money, but that one is especially monopoly money. Uh, that's one. And then two, the other thing is, is that you got to be careful um, because uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but a couple months ago, Biden, in one of his strokes of geniuses, I think this is one of, this is why I always say that it's not, it's not, it's not the, the, the president, it's the president's administration that's right. important uh, in the United States. Anyway, the administration had came up with a policy that said basically, if you are working in certain technological jobs, uh, mostly doing uh, doing like semiconductors and stuff like that, uh, if you are doing any of these jobs in China and you're an American citizen, actually they define it as a U.S. person, you're a U.S. person, you can either do one of two things. You can either quit and move or renounce your U.S. citizenship. That was it. And like within a day, the tech sector in, in China just bombed. It's gone. 
Well, they all went back. No, yeah. Like they were all transferred out of China or they had to leave, leave their jobs. It all happened in a day. It was, it was chaos. And it was, it was genius. Because it's, it's basically the idea is like, if we're going to go to war with these people in the future, which it seems like because of the thing with, you know, Ukraine. No, everyone knew that Russia was going to go into Ukraine because like this, this people were talking, uh, McCain was talking about this like 20 years ago. Um, but we, the thing that we didn't know was how China was going to react to that. Because China's been wanting to take over Taiwan, take back Taiwan. I don't know what, you, what use the verb that you're most comfortable with. But uh, China's wanted to take over Taiwan, you know, for the last 40 years. And they've been building up their military in order to do that. Um, the problem is, is Taiwan's been preparing themselves to also do that. And there is the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, TSMC, in Taiwan. They make all the really high-end CPU chips for the whole world. They're the forge. No, they really are the forge of everything. And so there's no fucking way that the West is going to let China take that. No way. And so that's going to be... So everybody's looking at this little island, and the Taiwanese are very aware of this. They are very aware of their position. Uh, and, uh, and basically, it's like, okay, well... You know, is this going to go to a hot war? And if it goes into a hot war, tech is obviously really, really important. And, and we've been seeing this in um, in Ukraine, is that Ira- Iranian-built drones are, are being used by the Russians against the 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 the. the, the uh, the Ukrainian is that right? Ukrainians. Okay, yeah. Ukrainians. There you go. Why was why just why, why was I? Uh, and then uh, and so the, but the thing is the the parts on the inside of these drones are like coming from like thirty some odd U.S. corporations. So they're getting all this technology from the West to make drones to you know do evil things. I mean everything's connected in that sense. No one is uh, you know so it's bad good. So the idea is to stop to stop giving China all this technology and resources for free. You're using American knowledge and American labor. And so that was a very smart thing that Biden did mm. uh, because the Chinese apparently can't make a, a CPU or shit. They've never been able to make like chips that, that weren't like, that weren't like very low level apparently. So anyway, right. but well, they're, they're trying to change that, get in like fucking like, you know, suck up all the, the brain power from Asia, but I don't know how long that's going to work. Yeah. But I mean, apparently they, they flip uh, positions. So in uh, 1998, 2000, uh, the number of papers published by Japan, Japan was number four and China number 13. So with 4,000 something and 1,200 respectively. And now it's flipped. China's number one with 46,000 published papers and Japan's at 12 with 3,000. Japan's never been a publishing company, so. a, co- a country. They've just never been good at it. They've never been good at it. So yeah. And, uh, you know, all this technology stuff, I think there's some technological advancements you got. So uh, before that, then before that, let me get to the, the the economic situation here in Japan, which oh. is which is let's just talk. Let's just say it's not it's not as as good as it should be. I came here at the right time. No, but it, this is why I want to get Peter Zion Zion, whatever his name is. I'll ask him if he comes on the show. Uh, <laughs> what what we should be feeling about this because like he seems pretty bullish on Japan. Weirdly enough, uh, he's the only one, and and he was the very first person to make to turn me on to the idea that China might not leapfrog the United States and may, might actually be, be in its last decade of power. And so anyway, we'll see. Uh, Tokyo Core consumer prices up four percent in December, biggest rise since uh, 1982. I was not born then. I was born the next year. Uh, core consumer prices in Tokyo rose 4% from a year earlier in December for the sharpest gain in over 40 years. The fresh sign of broadening price hikes that hurt households and cut uh, could add pressure to the Bank of Japan to tighten its policy. Government data shows Tuesday. 
So basically, Japan initially saw higher fuel costs partially blamed on Russia's war in Ukraine, prompting the government to give subsidies to oil wholesalers and lower gasoline and kerosene prices. Price hikes have since spread to other items, notably food, dealing a blow to the consumers at a time when wage growth has not kept pace with accelerating inflation, which bleeds right into our next story. Uh, literally bleeds. Uh, Japan's real wage fall in November at the sharpest pr- uh, pace in eight eight years. So... Japan's inflation-adjusted average monthly wage dropping 3.8% in November amid higher food and energy prices, marking the sharpest fall in eight years and six months and declining for the eighth straight month, the labor ministry said on Friday. Let's opine about this. There's a reason why wages are falling, or at least not growing. And it has to do with this, the, it's a, it's a, so let's just take me as a business owner, okay? I'm a business owner, okay? Suddenly, pandemic happens. Right. So business just flat out goes away by 30%. Like it's it's opening day at the pandemic. Good ten bye-bye. Goodbye 30%, okay? Then suddenly we've got all these like <clears throat> infusions of cash from the government to, to prop everybody up, okay? So suddenly people have like, like at, at, depending on who you were during the pandemic, you would just get like a fucking bag of cash. Here's your bag of cash, please do your best. Okay, so suddenly you have all these companies who, who go, well, might as well do all those nice to haves, buy all those nice to haves now. So they mostly spend all that money on on like infrastructure or, you know, on capital, like physical capital, like machinery, tooling, things like that. Then then all that that spigot just gets turned off and they're just like, no more cash for you. And then also we might raise the price, we might raise uh, uh, taxes in the future. Then Ukraine happens, fuel prices go through the roof, and then and all of a sudden like all these other things start getting more expensive. Ukraine is also one of the breadbaskets of the world. Yep, uh, it's also one of the fertilizer producers of the world. So you got all these problems with inputs around the world, and we already spent all this money on things. Which caused prices to kind of go up a little bit. So you've got all these businesses, and then energy prices go up. So me as a small business owner, I'm looking at my costs, my running costs. No change, no change whatsoever in employment. Okay, if I if I just keep employment exactly the same, my running cost has now gone up by like five, six, seven, eight percent. Energy has gone up even more. Mm. Okay, and then on top of that, my business has not come back from the pandemic pre-pandemic highs. I mean, yeah, slowly, surely, whatever, but it's still never, it's not the roaring, you know, pre-pandemic era. <laughs> roaring 20s. I was going to say roaring 20s. But the 20s were there, bad. Now, their 20s just resulted in the Great Depression. It's, <laughs> I know, right? well, that, But they got a good 10 years, okay? <laughs> we just need a good 10 years, guys. But anyway, uh, so you're in this you're in this position where like if if an employee came to me and said, "Give me a raise," I could, I would say, "Go fuck yourself." Where's that money going to come from? <laughs> yeah, because like that's that's just the way it is. Like you can't. And, and I understand that the 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 cost for the employee is also going up. But that's just something you have to consider. So the the living cost for them is going up. Yeah, so I mean I, McDonald's is raising their potato prices again right right 7%. and since we, we work right next to mcdonald's i swear to god there's like <laughs> somebody's always eating mcdonald's where am i gonna eat <laughs> <laughs> but no but that's it's the reality of the situation like you have you have a leisure you have to make the two sides work the inputs and the outputs have to at least be evil equal if not positive positive. and so if, if our inputs aren't going up so then we have so here's you're you're screaming in your head Oh, oh, you, you, you economist at home, you, you sofa surfing couch economist, you're saying, raise your prices. And yes, of course, I'm going to raise my prices because you have to. But then we get into the inflation cycle. 
I raise my prices. Then the people who have to pay those prices raise their prices and on and on and on it goes. Now this is okay if it's limited to about one to 2% a year or less. But if it's like 4% in six months, then we start to get into an unbalancing territory where things start to fall apart. And I don't think that's going to happen because the Japanese uh, economy has been pretty fucking fucked for so long that they're just kind of used to it. (laughs) (laughs) But I do see that uh, taxes will go up. I like how we have different like levels of um, okay. So McDonald's potatoes, oh. uh, pota- fried potatoes are like a thing in Japan. French fries, now. Yes, French fries. French oh my fries. god! I've only been here for a week, and <laughs> your English is already gone. But so the French fries, like that's that's something that you use to measure inflation. In Mexico, it's tacos. It's tacos. <laughs> yeah. If I like, said that right now, you'd be like, you're fucking racist. You're fucking what? racist. But, Why but it's true. That? No, everyone's ta- talking about it. It's like, oh my God, I used to be able to buy a taco for, I don't know, 10 pesos. No, oh, it's 15. By the way, I guess we should say this. So Ricky is half Mongolian, half Mexican, born in Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. Naturalized in Canada. Raised in Mexico, naturalized in Canada. And now in Japan. Yeah, I work in Japan. Yeah. And he's just, we, we got him on the show because I was like, we need diversity. And I just like, I saw this like super box called Ricky. Yeah, I take all the boxes. Check that. Fucking oh. done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, are you seriously, tacos? Yeah, no, seriously. That, that's what people talk about. It's not a joke. Tacos are important in tacos Mexican culture. Important. <laughs> Guys. Dude, and tacos are so expensive in Japan. Like, I don't, oh, sh- they're insane. Shout out to my favorite Mexican restaurant in, in Japan, La Quinoa, which, uh, you know, they we're going to probably have to do like an event at their restaurant or something. Dude, you get Uber adds like what, 40% to whatever you buy? Yeah, 30, 40, something like that. Yeah. Right? And so, and then you got to tip the guy because you feel bad, right? <laughs> so, like, if I get two fucking tacos with some, like, I don't even want to call them nachos because it's like there's three chips. I can count them. There's three with this like little tiny, tiny little plastic thing of salsa, which just really looks like ketchup. <laughs> okay. This I get. For, I think it's like $20, $20 or something delivered to me. Oh, my God. And dude, sidebar, that uh, Uber driver that, that came in clutch on New Year's. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I like to order Uber to a bar that I go to all the time. This, did, this actually bit me in the ass yesterday. Why? So I woke up hungover, early as fuck, getting yelled at. So it was like the best morning yesterday. It was great. Nice. Uh, and uh, and then I I was like, I need food. I uh, no, I stay. I was I woke up at like eight forty or something like that, getting yelled at. And then I did that and I had a lot of conversations. And then by the time it, it was the fire wasn't put out, but the fire was at Amber's level embers yeah so it was Amber at ambers level. okay okay then i was like okay i'm hungry i i need to i can't function hungry i was just because i was hangry at that point <laughs> right so i was like okay i need food and then i didn't really look at my uber app that closely and i just ordered some kfc and then hit go 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 and the dude fucking calls me like 25 minutes later he's like i'm at the place but i don't see you and i had left my address the same oh. as the bar from the day before when i use uber you've done that before with pizza no Yes, you have a good memory. <laughs> the pizza was much. more hilarious because it was a girl and she was like 19 and scared of me, whatever. But this time it was just a dude and I was just like, hey, uh, can you bring it to my house instead of where you're at? And he's just like, where's your house? I'm like, it's uh, I told him like there's like a landmark right next to my house. I said it's right in front of there on the on the eighth, you know, whatever my room number is. And he's just like, I don't know where that is. I was like, how do you not know where everybody fucking knows? And then I told him, I was like, I was like, my mansion name is, I told him the name of my, my apartment building. And he's like, oh yeah, okay. I was like, how do you know that? So fucking weird. <laughs> anyway, 
As I delivered it to me and I apologized and I gave him the maximum tip for like, you know, wasting his time, which I think was like $3. Nice. Well done. 300 yen well spent. Then I scarfed out my KFC and I was less angry after that. And then I could get on with my day. Well then. But yeah. Yeah. But dude, ah, McDonald's going to get more expensive. It sucks. So sad. Yeah. I've eaten like five years worth of McDonald's in the last three days. I tell you what, you want me to you want me to raise taxes, Kashida, or not raise taxes. You want me to raise wages, Kashida. <laughs> Give us a fucking tax break. Give us a tax holiday. Say, all right, r- rate, commit to because a, a wage hike is a committal thing, right? It's a it's a if I if I give you a raise, I can't undo your raise. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's a committal, right? So it's a commitment, right? So if you give me a five year tax break, you say, okay, we'll let you de- uh, deduct the the raise that you give your employees from your federal taxes for three years even three years get us through the pandemic right i'll do it i'll do it because that's a that's a zero that's a zero sum situation i I don't lose i don't win but the employee wins i'll do it and then we can have the conversation with the employees we need to get the these sales figures by three years from now so we can keep all of our new found fun wages and everybody will be like cool because it gives you time gives you incentive and he's not going to do that because he's a fucking idiot. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. That's like I think it's against the law for you to say. Let's move on. Business owners can't find successors. This and this man oh. is giving his business away. Speaking of business, uh, this guy has spent three days. <laughs> their names. It's all it's written in Romaji. I don't want to bother. Has spent three days, uh, decades, building a thriving logistics business on Japan's snowing no- northern island of Hokkaido, of, of Hokkaido, an area that provides much of the country's milk. <laughs> Such a random <laughs> fact. <laughs> Uh, last year, he decided to give it all away. It, it was a radical solution for a problem that has become increasingly common in Japan. This is absolutely a problem that I understand. The world's grayest society. As the country's birth rate has plummeted and its population has grown older, the average age of business owners has risen to o- around 62. Nearly 60% of the country's business report that they have no plan for what comes next. I have no successor. If I, and this is, I'm, I'm not talking about like in 30 years from now when I, when I retire. I'm saying like if I get hit by a bus today, if I die, the the school is fucked. Like, there's no plan for that. I've been trying to figure out a plan for this, but there's like, it's like best I can do, guys, is put myself in a really expensive insurance policy, and that's what I have done. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Like, there's like, who's gonna take over? Like, I was like, me and my VP were sitting there, we thinking about it. It's like, okay, what kind of skills? We, it's like, it's like the Ricky, you know, ethnicity check boxes, right? That's how the level of like different random like skills that you need to, for someone to take over my job, right? Yeah, yeah. And Linus from Linus Tech Tips was talking about this on his WAN show the other day. This I did not do. LTTstore.com. I just wanted to do it. <laughs> well, what? Can we make a small talk to you store.com and sell like one thing? And it just be complete crap. STJ.com. <laughs> STJ. Sounds like an STI. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was talking about like, if, if could somebody replace him? And like the answer he came up with, like, yes, but it wouldn't be one person. And that would be the same thing with me. Yes, you could replace me, but it wouldn't be one person and it would have to be more expensive. Because if you split my worlds ac- across like two or three different people, then mm-hmm. you're going to increase. Because I don't cost that much. I'm not that expensive. <laughs> I'm a cheap date, guys. <laughs> just get so, him some KFC, man. It's really, I'm really a cheap date. And so like if you, if you, even if you just got another person, if you got two people, that would, that's well more than what I get paid. Difference from like, like average staff. 
Well, there's only one of you, Mitch. Only one. <laughs> Which, thank God for that, because if there was more than me, everyone would fucking just... That would be horrible. This is why I don't procreate. This is why I haven't procreated yet. I've had the chance, guys. I just didn't opt it out of that. I was like, no, we don't need to do that. <laughs> Um, uh, speaking while we're on the subject of hiring and, and, and employees and everything, so I'm not going to say who she is, but one of our fa- uh, fans of the show applied to a job, for, a teaching job for us with Whoa. us uh, at the at the Akaiwa, and I appreciate this application. But I was like looking at her resume, and I was just like, "Do you have a PhD?" And I was just like, what? And then like, and then I like, I was looking at her where she's currently at and everything in the current, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dox her, but the current country and region and the t- current profession that she's currently have. Cause I kind of like LinkedIn stalked her a little bit. And so I just kind of like Googled like the average wages of that particular position in that particular region and, and her, her particular like level of education. I was just like, I, I, I wrote her a very honest email. I was like, why are you applying? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, there's no way we can come close to those wages, man. I was like, I mean, I would estimate her wage to be around two to 2.5 times what I would be able to pay her. Okay. All right. All right. Makes I would love to have PhD her on paper. Level. On paper, she looks like she's fucking great. I'd love to have her. But I'm like, 2.5 times... <laughs> you're currently getting paid now what I could possibly offer you. I was like, so then I was just, I had to ask her, I was like, what's the, what's the motivation for this? And I think what it is a change of pace type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up taking a job somewhere that is much more, I think reasonable. Like, like, like Switzerland? Don't want to, no, 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 no. She's still coming to Japan, which is cool. Oh, but, nice. Yeah. It was really cool. But I think that the, the job that she, uh, that she told me about that, that I could, you know, envision, I think would be a much better fit because I just, I would love to have the expertise. I'd love to have the, the, the brain power for sure, for sure. Then this has been a struggle with the, with my, the school for a long, long time is that I need to, what for my ambitions and my goals, I need to hire people that I can't afford. Step one. Because we're using local wages. It, I mean, I don't want to say that, like, I don't want to compare this country to any other country, but it's, if you compare Japanese, just ec- economics to like the West, especially if you're in Silicon Valley or something like that, there's just no way you can't yeah. compete. Nope. It's not, not even like, we're talking like magnitudes of difference, zeros, several zeros <laughs> yeah. falling off your paycheck. <laughs> it's just, you can't, you can't possibly do it. Anyway, uh, let me get to a couple more stories and then we'll get to you. What do you got? I got this one. Can I, may I? Wait, I can't say, I can't say. Whoop. Oh, wait, 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 wait until I get to that. Wait, wait, let all me, right, let me right, blow right. through these really quick because all these are economic. Casitas plan to combat Japan's birth low, uh, ber- low birth rate stirs talk of sales t- uh, tax height. Uh, basically, his plan was, I'm going to come up with a plan in June. And it's going to be big. It's going to be so big. It's going to be the biggest plan. That was his, that was nice. That, and he has, that's it. It might convince you to procreate, hike up that birth rate. No. <laughs> Speaking of that, so Tokyo has a solution for this. And they're like, this is, oh, really? Yeah, this is Tokyo's solution. Okay, Ricky, I want you to gauge. I want you to tell me on a, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you think this is going to turn around that birth rate curve? Okay, here we go. All right. The Tokyo Metropolitan Government plans to provide families in the capital with a monthly allowance of around 5,000 yen per child aged uh, eight, uh, all the way to 18, regardless of household income. Do any of these people have children? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What is 5,000 yen going to get you? Two Uber Eats 
and a coffee at Starbucks. Like it might get you like what, like three or two boxes of diapers. No, like, not even two diapers are expensive. expensive. So yeah, fuck, man. Maybe one and a half. No, seriously. Like, what? What is five thousand? Yeah, seriously. I mean, like, okay, let's think. Of, I I have one of my friends, Carl. Love him. I'm gonna get him on the show one of these days when he stops, you know, running away from it. Uh, he's got two kids, and and I I, I talk to him about money stuff that he does. How much is it? For three sets of diapers, it's about five thousand yen with taxes. All right. Well, that that that's it. That that's all you get. There's no food. So so no clothes. So yeah, I'm talking to Carl about this. He got two kids, right? He's got one's three, one's five, or something, whatever. And I was just like, I was like, talking to him about finances stuff, like everything he does. I think I spend a lot of money because I'm irresponsible. But he, I was just like, wow, having kids is so expensive, and that seems way more irresponsible than anything I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just like, holy shit. And he's a dual income family. And he is not, he gets paid in Western wages because he's a programmer and he gets paid in, in, I think, dollars. And I was just like, holy shit, dude. And if you go to our ACOW school, you know this because you, you teach there now. But if you look at all the, the kids that have brothers and sisters in our program, they're all wearing like Vuitton and shit like that because they're the rich kids. All the other, the, 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 the normies like us, they have one kid and they're lucky to get like McDonald's every month or so. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. So anyway. So yeah, that's not convincing at all. No, there there are several people that don't think that giving people 5,000 yen a month is going to fucking do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. I have to just get through this talk really good. Okay. Japan's new car sales fall 5.6% in 2022 to lowest level in 45 years. Okay. Basically, long story short, no chips. Because all the chip maker, the, the the shitty chip makers, you know, there's there's levels of chips. There's like this is going in your server, this is going in your PC. These are made in Taiwan. And then you've got your like your your kind of general industrialized chips and things like that, made in Japan, made in the United States, stuff like that. Then you get down to your Internet of Things chips, which are like you know my I don't know my refrigerator is on Wi-Fi chip. Okay, those are made in China and things like that. And those that the those shitty chips have been uh, the the supply of them have been broken due to COVID. And so with not enough chips to do all the smart features in your car, uh, production was down. And also people not venturing out, not going for drives, not not going out in the world. <clears throat> people were like, why do I need a new car? I didn't even drive it. You know, so that happened. And among that among amidst that amidst that uh, we have Sony and Honda venturing. Venture unveils prototype of new Afila EV. Now, wow. <clears throat> now we're gonna say two things about this. One, Ooh. I just want to tell people I drive a Sony. Just think that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Are you driving a smartphone? Well, okay. Let's be fair. Apple Incorporated is currently spending billions on developing a smart car. You didn't know that, did you? No, no. no I had no, no idea. Oh, yeah. They wow. are. Oh, yeah. No one knows anything about it because Apple's really good about this stuff. They only release, they only leak things that they want to leak, right? But anyway, uh, so that's one thing is that I think a lot of, I think the the uh, car, the automobile is going to be more like a <clears throat> smart device in the future. So I think awesome. like technology, <clears throat> so technology fir- firms will be making cars. Oh man, I hope they don't add all the subscription services. Like, start your. There you have it now. Uh, 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 what is it called? Ludicrous speed in a in a in a Tesla exists in the car from the very beginning. You have to DLC it. Uh. <laughs> On top of that, uh, I think it's Mercedes. They have heated seats in one of their cars in all of the models because to make a new SKU is actually diff- more difficult than to just give everyone the full package even if they paid for it or not. 
And then chart then they charge them a subscription for heated seats. Hey, new business opportunity, jailbreaking cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that there's there there are people that are doing that with Teslas right now. Tesla will remote shut down your car if you've done like third party work on it and stuff like that, and then the they'll just like hack it. Yeah, people are way more innovative than that. They'll definitely find a workaround. The problem is, is Teslas go kaboom boom sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, so the other thing that I want to say about this car is that doesn't this look like a kind of modernized Saturn? Do you guys remember Saturns? Yeah. Saturns? I might have heard about it. Josh, you youngster, Google Saturn car. Is it a planet? I'm just kidding. It is a planet, but it used to be this car. Yeah, there they are. They're oh, so snap. Yeah, fucking ugly. Oh, God. Put one of those in the show if you can, Josh. They're so ugly. Um, they they came out. They're like, they were like a U.S.-based car manufacturing. I think they're under GM. And uh, they came out, I don't know, I think in the early 90s or something like that. And they were like the fun family car that everybody can get into with like, you know, no hassle, no negotiation, car dealers and all this other like blah, blah, blah bullshit. And they disappeared in 2008 along with Pontiac and all those other brands. Goodbye. Good old American cars. But anyway, they look like bubbles. They look like you drive a bubble, like a Jetsons car. And that's kind of what this Sony... Dude, how do you you think you read this? Ophelia? Ophelia? Ophelia. Ophelia good. (laughs) Who came up with this fucking name? Oh, God. At least Teslas are like, like insider joke stuff. Like it's plaid. It's so cool. It's plaid. They have like a plaid Model S and stuff oh, like okay. that. Like it's kind of like like it's like in you know stuff like I don't know whatever. Anyway, speaking of good, hey, good news with cars, I guess good news with cars. Well, I mean, you know, you were worried about you have insurance just in case you randomly disappear because of a car accident. It's called the it's like it's called the thrown uh, wait wait hit by a bus number. How many people in your company can be hit by a bus and still the company survives? Well, then good news. 2,610 killed in Japan traffic accidents in 2022. <laughs> positive wave saying 2,000 people died. But that's a new record low. I actually think that this is probably more due to the fact that it was like COVID times than anything else. And it, it probably. It's <laughs> also like, what else is a consecutive year? So that's pretty cool. Well, also the year before that was COVID. I mean, it was the lowest, fig- <laughs> lowest figure since 1948. Remember that's when insane. that, remember that happened in the United States? Like they shut down all the cities. And so like, like gang violence and everything like went away in Chicago and everything. And then like, right when it opened back up, it's like massive spike in revenge killings and everything. <laughs> okay. <I'm scared>. okay. <laughs> Reference to a friend. Um, but look, app- apparently like the highest number is insane. It, where is this? It was, oh yeah. So the record high for road deaths in Japan was in 1970 with oh, yeah. 16,765 killed. Okay. Now I got to say though, there's a, di- there's a reason for this. Okay. Now that was pre zero alcohol tolerance policy. That was drinking and driving times. Oh, it was Mad Max times. Mad Max. Cause if you've ever driven in Japan, it's not, it's not easy. It's like there is this there's this very racist show called Drawn Together, and there's a there's an episode where the Pikachu character who's called Lean Lean, I think, <laughs> they like they like they they come up with like glasses that make you see through Lean Lean's eyes, and like when you put them on and drive a car. <laughs> It's worse than that. It's not even glasses. It's a it's a China cap. Oh, is that a China cap? <laughs> oh my god! 
god. That's so fucking racist. Anyway, when they get in a car and start driving, it looks like you're going through hyperspace with all this shit flying at the screen. And this is like, they're, he's half Asian, I'm a quarter Asian, everybody shut up. And this is why, this is their like explanation for like why Asians can't drive. It's so bad. Oh my! Oh no! It's a cat. Oh, it's so bad. This, this show should have, this show should have never been on television. No, that's what it was. Uh, it just pulled. Oh my, oh god. my god! That's what it was. It was so stupid. Oh boy! Oh my god! Oh well. And so anyway, driving in Japan as as a I'm only a quarter Asian, so. I don't know. I can't tell you what they, what every, what the full Asians see, but, but it is really confusing to drive in Japan. Uh, I was talking to Carl about this again. Break Carl up. There's a couple of intersections where you drive through, especially here in Kagoshima, where we're not particularly sure what to do. Oh, it's true. Because there's five roads <laughs> that are coming at diagonals, right? Yeah. And we're just like follow the car in front of you. But if there isn't a car in front of you, it's just like I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> Ah, now imagine doing that drunk. Oh my god, oh, impossible. <laughs> Dude, you think driving in America is hard? It's so easy to drive in America. You just go in your fucking straight line. Yeah, just wide lanes. Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. Japan is so hard. Especially since, like, your lane will just sometimes disappear. Or you'll be, like, first forced to turn. Or, like, sometimes uh, they have the death gutters. Oh, in the Inaka, yeah, yeah, yeah. These, like, half a meter deep, straight down holes on the side of the road. Like mini cliffs. And you're, oh, it's so hard to drive. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So what they're what they're doing to uh, bring these deaths down is uh, to do more testing for people age sixty five and over. You know, for, uh, like, when they renew their license. Oh wait, seventy five and over. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah, they're they're they the they they have policies now where they can take away a license from from un you know people who are too old to drive, and if you're the kids, you can actually report your grandma and grandpa and be like, hey, they shouldn't be driving anymore. And that's you know, it's it's understandable why they wouldn't want their driving rights to be taken away. You know, they've been driving their whole mm-hmm. lives, blah blah whatever. I get that, but I also understand that if you can't see anymore, you probably shouldn't be driving. Yeah, well, from bad car news to good car news good car actually epic cars all right kicking oh. off the new year with a gathering of the most famous dekotora in japan so dekotora what are dekotora decoration trucks they actually came to kagoshima i was in i was in uh in in december i was like hanging out in temokan in the downtown area and there was like they, okay, so there's this Japanese thing called a yankee, and it's basically like if a Japanese person, a young Japanese person would approximate what a hip-hop gangster would look like. Is that what they're trying to do? I don't know. That's <laughs> what it looks like to me. I don't know. Some of them are like, some of them look hip-hop. Some of them look like the, like the Cholo Vato look. Oh, they're trying. Try, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's all over the place. And like, there's actually travel information for young Japanese people that they they're given by like the travel agencies that wearing that kind of hip hop style in Japan is totally fine because it's just fashion. But if you dress like that and go to the hood, it actually means something. <laughs> so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so like, Temuco is just filled with all these like hoodlum looking guys, even though they're speaking to each other in Kago and being all polite and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell? And it was because one of those Dekotora uh, yeah. events came to town. Yeah, I mean, and apparently there was the largest uh, Dekotora gathering recently 
held by a company called Utamarokai in the town of Yori in Saitama Prefecture. That company always holds these uh, events uh, because they do it for charity. Wow, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And wait, how did they enter like Kagoshima if they're normally prohibited from entering major metropolitan areas? So what they did is they did a tie-in with that company did a tie-in with uh, the Kagoshima oh, pre, uh, Prefecture. It looks so cool. Oh yeah, with the Kagoshima Prefecture. Optimus Prime, is that you? And they took over uh, the former Dolphin Port space that is now just a vacant lot. Oh. And they even had fireworks and they had a, a major DJ and a MC out there. And 100% of the proceeds for the uh, event, this is the Kagoshima version of this uh, uh, one or two months ago. Uh, the, the proceeds oh, for that nice. went to fund the, the typhoon victims that happened when we had that large typhoon that came a couple mm -hmm. months ago. So no, I mean, like these guys are really cool guys. Well, that, that's, that's cool. I mean, apparently it's getting a little bit harder to find people willing to do this kind of work and for like to make the reasonable trucks. prices. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And like, because I've semi trucks guys are not are not cheap. I mean, like basically if you're a trucker in America, like you would buy a semi truck on loan, right? If you're going to be like an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. So you buy one million dollars. Okay. And then you put on loan and then you just work it off for the rest of your life. Right. Japanese version of that is you do the same thing, only you kit it out and make it awesome and then take <laughs> it to like rallies. That's pretty sick. Because Japanese have to do everything to the nth degree. That's why I love them. Yep. We love Japan. Yep. And from a six set of wheels to a six set of kicks. Oh, shit. Converse teaming up with Cup Noodle for three pairs of shoes inspired by iconic packaging. So Converse are beloved for their original classic design and style, but we also can't help but love them for the way they collaborate with iconic franchises like Pokemon and Hello Kitty. The result is always stylish, detailed designs, highlighting what makes those particular partners iconic. So this time it's with Nishin Cup Noodle. Oh, look at those. Here's the thing, though. No one in their right mind would wear Converse in Japan because you're constantly taking off your shoes. It's... Yeah, that, that I that's the first day here. I first was like, couple oh, days man. here, you you had tie on shoes and you were uh, tie up shoes and you're just like, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I regret all this decision. <laughs> well, I kind of want those though. The, the seafood, seafood one ones. looks pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, that's like my favorite like common cup noodle. See, I want what someone I else to wear these. Like, I wouldn't wear them, but I want somebody else to wear them so I could be like, those are cool. Maybe I could like buy them and gift them to someone in a place that doesn't have to. Maybe we should be like, if you like this video, we'll give you a pair of these shoes. Oh, snap. I mean, come on, Nishin Cup Noodle or Converse. Nishin Sponsor us. <laughs> no, I've already said so many things about Cup Noodles. and I, was like, I don't think we can get a Japanese local sponsor. I think they're like, fuck you. Oh, what? I didn't read this part. The midsole is the golden ribbing that you can find in a Cup Noodle cup. The what? The golden ribbing. Ah, uh, this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's just a ramen-like Wow, they've thought about all the design. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, one of these will run you up uh, 1,300, 200 yen or 100 USD. So that's not too bad. 10,300 10, yen. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, yes, 10,000. 1,300. Uh, 13, 13, 13, numbers are what, hard. What, Ichiman. <laughs> Ichiman <laughs> I had a kid came to me yesterday because we have a no Japanese policy in the classroom. And he comes up to me. I was like, what did you get for Christmas? He's like, I got money. <laughs> nice. I was like, nice. Like, I was like, how much did you get? He's like, I got Ichiman. I was like, well, that's almost there. I was like, you got the I got part right. But he's like, Ichiman. I'm like, okay. 
10,000 <laughs> Some, sometimes numbers are more convenient to just do it I kept asking Japanese. the kids I was like what do you want for Christmas before Christmas and they're like one kid kept saying the kid that got money he kept saying I want money and, I, and then I asked them why because I want them to explain themselves like why do you like cause if, for example if they like I want Pokemon Scarlet which I know nothing about any, I'm not young enough I don't know what this means and he, I was like why and he's like because Scarlet is blah 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 fucking no idea but anyway one kid was like I want money. I was like, why? Because he thought about it. He's like, he looks at me. He's like, because I like money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason. And I was like, future businessman right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's been our show today. Uh, welcome back to 2000. Welcome back with us on the 2013. Uh, let's see. You, what did you say? Two, 2023. I know what year it is. <laughs> 2023. Uh, and uh, hey, Josh, let's ask you, how was the, how was the wedding? And, and in Hawaii, how was the, the Hawaii? in hawaii it was amazing yeah it was really fun like honestly like the best two weeks of my life it was really fun so we'll we'll have an episode we'll get you on we'll talk about a little bit more uh specifically in the future uh uh ricky welcome to the show thank you thanks for taking all the boxes keeping us on the on the on the good side of uh you know the progressives (laughs) <laughs> PC culture. I'm here. Yeah, uh, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, it's, we're gonna we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna. Ch- I, I was talking to Ricky about this. I was like, I, I it'd be kind of good if we can get uh, Natsuki, you and me, like consistently on on a lot of shows. Alex being super busy, I don't know how much he's gonna be on the show uh, in in the near future. Mm. But we'll see. All right, guys, that's been our show today. Uh, like and subscribe if you haven't. Uh, it really helps us out if you get subscribed and hit the bell icon because then you know exactly when we drop an episode. Uh, <clears throat> as for comments today, uh, first of all, um, what do you guys think about Mr. Ricky? I honestly, I think you should judge him harshly and just, you know, really just explain, have him explain. What, what is that shit called that you guys what? eat in Canada? Poontang? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I always have a healthy diet of poutine, poutine, but it's poutine, bro. Poutine, <laughs> which what? also means like little hoe in like in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of funny to explain. Oh, I, forgot, it to I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention it. Ricky speaks several languages. You speak English. You always speak Japanese. You speak French and Spanish. Yep, yep. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Not at all. I can barely do English sometimes. On some days, I'm like, "What's the word I'm looking for?" Like today, Ukrainians couldn't come out. It's like, sorry, you people of Ukraine. Uh, anyway, any any of the things that we talked about, economics, what do you, uh, you know, do any of you guys know Peter Zion? Because I want to get him on this show. <laughs> Hit him up. He was on uh, Joe Rogan the other day. He came on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan was just like, so you're telling me that everything I know about the world is going to change in the next 20 years. And he's like, yeah. He's like, how do you sleep at night? And he's like, very easily. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking freaked out Joe Rogan. Anyway. Uh, well, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks to our Patreons for always being uh, uh, awesome supporters and everything. Thanks for your applications for all of our fans that sent applications for job positions uh, uh, available, even if you are grossly overqualified. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. Oh, you got to roll the outro. Go. Just go. Okay. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. And a special thank you to our supporters on Patreon. Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, Ellen, Dennis P., and Ellen Mary. You guys rock.